Welcome to the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Training Podcast for serious-minded, deep-thinking, career-oriented network marketing pros who are sick of the fluff and appreciate the truth. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Now here's your host who has produced over 200 hours of real-world training for the industry, 30-plus years network marketing pro, Dale Calvert. Hey guys, this is Dale Calvert. I appreciate you tuning in to this week's session of the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate your support. I sincerely do. Uh, a lot of feedback, and I'm hearing from more and more listeners on a weekly basis, it seems like, and met a lot of good people around the world uh, because of this podcast and through this podcast. And I just appreciate you and listening and your support and sharing uh, these podcast sessions with people that you feel like can benefit from them. The title of this session and the concept I want to share with you is the concept, leadership cannot be part of their group. Leadership cannot become part of their group. And, you know, the network marketing business model is very social, extremely social. And people like hanging out with each other, and it's a great environment. And quite frankly, it's much more social today than it ever has been. And uh, you say, well, Dale, is that good or is that bad? Well, it's neither other than the fact that many, many, many people on your team and in this profession view this business more as a social club than they do an actual business. And I believe a lot of it has to do with the culture that's created within companies and within organizations. And again, nothing wrong with social activities. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, but we aren't we we aren't operating social clubs. We're operating businesses, and that's really all I want to communicate there. But I would like to ask you a couple of questions, and we'll think about a couple of things, and then we're going to let you go. But how is income generated in business? In any business traditional business, corporate America, how is income generated in business? And a lot of times people will give me answers like, well, it's real political, Dale, and you got to have contacts. And, and then a lot of people say, well, you just got to work hard. It's, it's hard work, Dale. And then some people will say it's, it's, all, it's all about who you know, not what you know, not how good you are at your craft, not how not uh, how well you uh, cook your dishes if, if you're a chef and own your own restaurant. It's about, you know, if you can get some local celebrity to come and people see it, see them, and then they talk about, you know, they saw the local celebrity at so-and-so's restaurants. And people have all kind of types of perceptions and ideas about, how income is created just in business in general. 
what are your thoughts? He said, well, Dale, why does it matter? I think it really does matter. I think it really does matter. And then I would ask the second question is, how is income generated in network marketing? How's income, how's income generated in network marketing? And some people say, well, Dale, you gotta, you got to find it's about sales. you got to be able to close people. you got to be able to, to go out there and, and convince people to join your team and why your team is superior to what they're already doing. And you got to close people. It's about sales. And then some people will tell me, Dale, it's, not a, it's really just about recruiting. You know, it's, it's recruiting. Recruiting is what creates success in network marketing. And then a lot of times people will also include things like hard work and uh, the deal you can make with an upline, the politics, and so on and so forth. It's an interesting conversation. How's income generated in business and how's income generated in network marketing? And Consider this, that income in network marketing, in business, if you're an employee, income in general, any way you generate income, consider this. Because if you can really wrap your brain around this and your heart around it, it makes an impact on a major impact, especially with the network marketing business model. But your income, income is your your income is in direct proportion to the value you provide to the market that you serve. Your income is in direct proportion to the value you provide to the market that you serve. And it doesn't matter what you're doing. You know, there's a Bible verse that says, He who wishes to be great, let them be the servant of many. Serving the market. Providing value. And I believe, and, and I think, from a foundational success principle, wisdom of the ages principle, if you just go back and 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 understand a lot of the the concepts, ideas, principles that have been talked about over the years, that that a lot of people a lot smarter than me for sure have shared from their perspective this basic concept. He who wishes to be great, let them be the servant of many. Your income is in direct proportion to the value that you provide to the market that you serve. And network marketing is full of people that just, you know, it's about going out there, getting theirs, recruiting the people, slamming them, closing them, getting their fast start bonuses, and then waiting for the next hot deal to come along. And those people will come in and out and go through your organizations. Now, if, if income is in direct proportion to the value you provide to the market that you serve, 
than than in network marketing as I've believed and talked about for years and years and years, your long-term income. And that's a key term there, long-term. I used to kind of skip through that because obviously, obviously you get involved with network marketing for long-term residual income, don't you? And the reality is most people, they get involved in network marketing today most are not thinking about long-term residual income. And if you're not thinking about long-term residual income, then why would you do network marketing, in my opinion? I mean, there's much, much easier business models to create cash flow than network marketing. The power of network marketing is long-term residual income. So if success in business is created based upon the value you provide to the market that you serve and if so how do you serve your market in network marketing who really is your your market in network marketing and in network marketing as i've said many times again your long-term residual income is in direct proportion to the number of leaders that you develop keyword develop on your team if you've been listening to this podcast any time at all you've heard me say that dozens if not hundreds of times Long-term residual income used to be the focus of the majority of people that joined the network marketing business model. No question about it. Some of you have been around as long as I have. You know that the majority of people joined the network marketing you know, 20, 25 years ago. They joined network marketing because of the long-term residual income. That was the focus. Without question, it, it's not even close to the focus today that it was 25 years ago. But why? Because the industry has become, the profession has become much more social. Much more social. It's about people like hanging out with network marketers better than the people at choir practice on the men's soccer team people or whatever club or association where they could be spending their time and their energy network markers are, are they have more fun than the people other options that people may have and network marketing has become very very social it's very social and if most people are not considering or thinking about long-term residual income uh and most aren't. They're thinking about what can I make next month. And many leaders are thinking about their BV and concerned about their BV next month. Next month. Uh, it it's kind of when when common mistakes are made continuously, and mindsets and thought 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 processes are propagated throughout any organization, then sometimes we end up, you know, with a team. We, and I'm using that with air quotes, we end up with a team that is really more of a social club than a business. And I hope this makes sense. So it's just something that I think it's really worth considering and thinking about. And there are solutions to all this. There's solutions, but being aware of your team culture 
and what you're looking for and what you're not looking for is a big part of it. We don't take just everybody, do we? Oh, I guess maybe we do. I've always believed and always taught that it's just as important to get rid of the wrong people as it is to keep the right people. And most people say, Dale, why do you say that? You know, if, if people start leaving and falling off ownership, it affects your your it affects your paycheck next month. And again, I've never had a next month mentality ever in my life about anything. It's not about next month. It's about long term residual income. That's what this business model is about. If you're worried about next month's income, do something else. So many people will choose to make short-term decisions that really, really negatively affect their long-term income. That, that you know, they they make short-term decisions, and you can decide what kind of organization you want to build. You know, I told a group recently, I said, you know, it's for me, it's about developing the Navy SEALs of network marketing, period, in the story. Can't handle it. There's, there's, there's uh, 1,799 other companies in the industry that would love to have you. But this is not the place for you. This is not the social club. And again, a lot of company owners and a lot of people have, have, appeal to that they they understand people come to events a lot of times just for the parties so they make sure they have plenty of parties uh just for the photo ops uh you know where we're, we're adults can come i don't know if they have bad, bad childhoods or whatever but adults can come and dress up like kids and it, it just kind of blows my mind I, it's like, what, what are people really thinking? So, guys, listen, guys, gals, ladies, gentlemen, listen to this podcast. Consider, just consider this week. How's income and business generated? What are your real thoughts around those? How is income and network marketing generated? And what are your true thoughts around those? Do they need to be adjusted? Do they need to be adjusted? Only you know that. I don't know that. I know the majority that are listening to this podcast, you know, for the couple of years since we've been pr- producing these sessions, absolutely the majority of you understand that your long-term income is in direct proportion to the number of leaders on your team. And you also understand that the value that you provide to the market that you serve ultimately generates and creates your income because you know, if this is your first or second time you've ever listened to any of these sessions and you're saying, what the heck is this guy talking about? But if you've been around for a while, you know exactly what I'm talking about because we, we make reference to the, these points quite often. Leadership cannot be part of the group. What does that mean, Dale? Leadership must lead. Leadership must lead. You cannot become friends You cannot become, this is going to bother some people, but the goal is not to become friends with your team members. The goal is to lead your team. Now, 
personally, all I'm looking for long-term is not friends. It's business associates that I can get in the foxhole with. I can go to war with that I can depend on. That's all I want from a business associate. Will a lot of business associates become very, very, very close friends? Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, at different times in your life, there's different things that are more important to you than others. You know, when when I, I've never been one that was trying to create friends ever, never felt that way in my life. It's never been an issue. I know it is for some. I don't. It, it, but it's, it's never been an issue for me. I have plenty of friends at this point in my life. And really, from the time I've been in this profession is I understood that I'm looking for people that I can go to battle with, people that want it as bad as I do. If I have to pull them and drag them and convince them, and uh, they're not the people I'm looking for. I'm not looking for followers. Real leaders develop other leaders, not followers. Real leaders develop other leaders, not followers. So I'm not looking for people that just want to come and hang out. I'm looking for people that have gone through the wars, gone through the battles, and can get in the foxhole. We can get in the foxhole, defend each other, take care of each other, commit and you know loyal people that's that's what you're looking for in my opinion uh everybody else is just a waste now i'm not saying don't don't love them don't respect them as people don't do everything you can for them you absolutely positively do you always must be willing to do more for them than they're willing to do it for themselves but when you realize they're not ever going to be willing to do it for themselves it's not going to happen they aren't going to get on the field and play the game they're just content to sit in the stands or the dugout and watch the people playing, then your time's the most valuable asset that you have. And, you know, you can give all those people group time, but you never give them one-on-one time. Leadership cannot become part of the group. This is not a business about developing friendships. This business is about helping people. They're sick and tired of being sick and tired, get out of their situation and develop long-term residual income, a lifestyle most people can't even comprehend and really make a significant impact for generations of people that come behind them. It makes a difference when, when people are taught truth and wisdom of the ages, and that's all that that's it truth, wisdom of the ages, concepts, ideas. It's going to affect what kind of parent they are, what kind of spouse they are, what kind of neighbor they are, uh, what kind of brother in law they are, what kind of sister in law they are, and so on and so forth. It is what it is. So when we were first starting out, when a lot of this, a lot of these ideas and concepts really started to gel in my mind, and what I was doing, how I was going to get there, the, the the way to get there, it was not by burping and diaping pe- people every day, but, and trying to take whiners and complainers and blamers who were not willing to take responsibility for where they were in their life and their business and try to build a team with them it wasn't going to happen and i realized so we do we do we from the beginning we did a lot of group events for our entire organization you know we might uh, uh have a family picnic couple three times a year we might all decide we're going to go to a minor league baseball game and everybody in the whole team is invited and come and we're going to have fun and it's going to be social and 
and we're going to have a great time. I believe in that. I believe in that. I, I, I really do. I think that's an important part of this business model, that social aspect. But that cannot be your business. You cannot be operating a social club and, and conceiving yourself, uh, uh, or conceiving, uh, convincing yourself that you that you have a business and you just really have a really big social club. But there is a time and place for that. And then what we did from the beginning, once people reach to a certain level of leadership, uh, then after we had four or five people at that level, then we would all meet once a month in different people's homes and we would discuss business ideas and lead generation systems and different different things that we could do and you know it was social but it was very business oriented as well and it was just with leaders with true leaders people that had you know come through the the system and got to a certain level of leadership then they came into that that group but it wasn't open to everybody you know, it was closed to a small group of people that really understood what was going on, what the ultimate goal was, and that, you know, it was all about developing leadership and figuring out who we can work with and support and who is just hanging out. And, you know, we would have those meetings again once a month of leadership. Leadership. It was, it was great. It was awesome. That was in my early, early days with my first company. And we've continued this type of uh, process since then. Since then, leadership must lead uh, and get get input, input, get input from other leaders that understand what the long-term vision is. Not... Not input from somebody that was a bull in China clock, China closet distributor, and went into the marketplace and just slam dunk, slam dunk, sold them, sold them, sold them, sold them, sold them. Now they had their fast start bonus and a title, so now they're part of the leadership group. That's not what we're looking for. You know, the numbers are the numbers. They obviously leaders have some level of numbers, but the most important thing that they have is a good understanding of how long-term residual income is created in network marketing and in business. And leadership cannot become part of the group. You cannot become people's friends and lead them. Leadership must lead. And when leaders start focusing on what's comfortable for them, what's easy for them, and what's natural for, for them, and not understanding it's not even about them to begin with. It's about the 27 percenters, as I talked about many, many times. When leadership, the, the three percenters, you know, and they're really good. They love doing whatever. And that's what they do, and that's what they're good at. And they don't expand beyond that, and they're able to create some type of, of traction doing what is comfortable for them, which you see all over this profession today. And I think it, that mentality of doing what's comfortable for me and creating my following and letting others just kind of fend for themselves 
that that mentality is widespread in today's profession. It, it sincerely is, and we all know it. And many of you listening to to this podcast might even, you know, fall into that. But you're going to limit your income at levels that you can't even comprehend. Because if you have natural talent to get this business model, get this, or get your organization off the ground, then you have the ability, if you choose, I believe, to drastically take everything to a different level. I've said it before. I believe most of the people in network marketing today making six figures should be making seven. Some making six figures are well on their way to seven. No question about it. But some are on their way out of the profession. They're, at, they're on their way completely out of the industry. They get to six figures. The majority of people that get to six figures in network marketing are gone in five years. And why that fact is not horrifying to all of us kind of blows my mind. And again, I think it really goes back to stopping and thinking about how's business, how is income created in business and how is income created in network marketing and getting real solid and get that foundation in stone. And then everything that you do from that point forward is based upon those fundamental philosophies and ideas. When leaders, again, focus on what's comfortable for them, they reduce their own income potential. And I believe they reduce it 10 times, 10 times at least. So I hope I've given you something to think about this week. Uh, I, I sincerely do lead, study leadership. Told people for years, quit reading book, quit buying the vitamin Bible and start reading books on leadership. Leadership's the highest paid profession in the world, not management. Leaders learn from entrepreneurs, from mentors. Managers learn from professors. And I'm not putting down professors. I know we have a few that listen to this podcast every week. I'm putting down professors or educators in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying it's different. It's different. Being an entrepreneur is different, and being an entrepreneur involved in the network marketing profession is totally different than any business model in the world because it's not about you. It's not about you. It's just not about you. It's always, always been and always will be about what can be implemented and duplicated by the 27 percenters. 3%, 27%, 70%. Listen, guys, you all have an awesome week. I appreciate you listening this week. Appreciate all the feedback. Just think about this. Leadership cannot become part of their group. They must leave their group. This is Dale Coward. I'll talk to you next week on another session of the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast. Have a great one. Thank you for tuning in to the No Fluff MLM Leadership Training Podcast. To download the show notes for this episode, you can find them under the podcast section at www.mlmhelp.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, the teaching is in the words, but the learning is in the silence.